Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Health Tech with Purpose podcast. And today we have a leader amongst us, Laura Marek, who is a senior director in tech operations for the company Medical Home Network. So, Laura, hi, welcome. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much for having me today. It's a pleasure because, um, you know, like the work that you have been doing, we were really looking forward to have this conversation and especially about the impact that you guys are creating with interoperability and making access to healthcare everywhere. So uh, why don't we jump right away to know more about you, Laura? Uh, Would you like to give a quick introduction, uh, especially, uh, you know, your background and what led you till here working with Medical Home Network and getting passionate about healthcare? Absolutely. And thanks. I, this is always a, a fun, um, a fun uh, answer to go through. Um, I have a little bit of a non-traditional background um, uh, in terms of how I got into um, healthcare and, and technology. Um, I actually started in the arts um, as a professional dancer uh, and um, trained very rigorously for many years um, and danced professionally. Um, and um, part of um, committing um, to being passionate about something um, allows you to look at what is it that we really need um, to put in place to um, to get the results that we want. And for me at the time, it was, I need to figure out um, how can I continue to perform? Uh, and that meant um, I needed to raise money. I needed to go out there and understand um, how I could better connect with my community. And in that journey to connect with my community, um, I was led into the bricks and mortar of a hospital. And little did I know that when I left that bricks and mortar building um, of trying to figure out, you know, how I was bringing dance, we were dancing in um, particular units um, in a hospital. Little did I know that um, that would have a lasting impact um, on my continued journey. I had no idea. I kept continuing to remember um, all of the sort of the the. It just felt very. Um, it was a very busy environment. Um, I was able to connect with people, um, and I wanted to know more. And so after that sort of experience, where I had engaged with my community um, and uh, reached into this hospital facility really so that I could go continue to dance, I realized um, that I, I actually wanted to take that leap and go into, into healthcare. I wanted to know more, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I retired, changed my career, uh, moved to um, Chicago, um, and for the last 20 years have been focusing my career on my community. Um, and I've been very fortunate to do that at Medical Home Network. Um, and just very quickly about, about that journey, Medical Home Network, if I could just sort of jump in, Medical Home Network is um, you know, dedicated to transforming care in the safety net and building healthier communities. And being based in Chicago, um, what we've been able to do is really uh, power the future of how healthcare can be delivered by creating this clinically integrated and digitally connected community Um, and bring in community-based systems of care that focus on that whole person. Um, And that was really what mattered to me most. 
Um, and uh, I feel very fortunate to find Medical Home Network to, to be able to um, continue this journey of, of community. Okay, so that's interesting. So can you tell us more deeper into the Medical Home Network? So, uh, you know, what is life, for example, without Medical Home Network and the exact problem that you guys are solving here? Absolutely. So just we are a, um, a medical home network is a nationally recognized non-for-profit non collaborative. And we're, as I said, focusing on transforming care in the safety net and building out these healthier communities. Um, we take an innovative approach um, so that we can continue to focus on delivering um, leading health outcomes, savings and quality under value-based arrangements. Um, one of the, the, the primary um, areas of our focus and expertise is partnering um, uh, with uh, federally qualified health centers um, and bringing them to the forefront um, so that they can participate in these models um, and really drive care across the continuum. When I first started um, at MHN, the problem, you know, we had this um, a very, very distinct problem, and this was back um, before um, uh, working specifically in Medicaid um, before there was managed care organizations. Um, we had, um, you know, no information really flowing. And in fact, in the state of Illinois, there was not a health information exchange at the time. So uh, very little access to understanding what was happening outside of the bricks and mortar of your facility. So we started to drive care coordination, um, went around um, this is back in 2009, went around to all these different CEOs and these hospital systems and FQHCs and said, hey, we really um, need to start um, collaborating. These are all of our same patients. And, and every single one of them checks, checked their institutional identity at the door and said, yes, let's, let's start partnering. Um, these are our shared patients. Um, and that was really powerful because it was the the continuum and bringing the collaboration together to break down the silos um, and and start to just share information and drive care coordination. We started really really simple with um, uh, I should I say simple now, but nothing is really simple. <laughs> it was uh, we connected uh, over thirty hospitals um, in Cook County uh, via direct hospital um, ADT. There, that, that was not done in the state at the time and we continued to grow that model um, uh, and ultimately um, formed a Medicaid ACO. Um, and, and our journey um, to begin to improve how care was delivered it, across all these disparate systems, this is an important part because everybody's on a different um, notice, different system. We're, we're putting together, we're trying to drive a standard model of care um, or, or, and, and empower that through the technology across all the different institutions. Um, and that sort of was the, was, has been a great challenge, um, but also probably one of the most rewarding things that we've been able to do. Um, and, you know, I think in the journey, Medical Home Network is now leveraging our deep experience um, with the Medicaid population to improve care for Medicare beneficiaries um, through um, an ACO reach model. Um, so we partner, as I said, with federally qualified health centers to organize them for success under value-based care and create that community-based systems of care around this proven model that we have. 
Um, so I think it's really about, you know, at the end, you know, I've talked about ADT and sort of bringing the community together, but if I could summarize it, we're really trying to, from a technology and data standpoint, bring together the right data at the right time. Um, it's really right data, right time, right place, um, and sort of driving that home um, for everybody. So regardless of where they are in their technology journey. Yeah, of course, the irony in healthcare is we all see that, you know, like easier said than done. <laughs> so it's always uh, like, okay, we're just trying to do this, but then it just is a complex mess of a lot of dependencies and integrations and interoperations and so on. Yeah. So tell, right. tell us more. And I, and I really, yeah. Go ahead, please. Well, I was going to say, I, really, I love how you framed the question to me, like, what is the problem? And I think that that's what we always have to continue to focus on is let's begin um, with the problem. If we're beginning with the problem, we can really start to guide um, where we can go and how we drive change. So I really appreciated how you asked that. Yes, right, right. So, uh, you know, since, like you said, you started Lada like 10 years back, systems were very different then. I believe, you know, through these years, um, people have realized, um, you know, how much it is important to integrate, to interoperate and so on. So tell us more about the key challenges, um, you know, that you see today in bringing these technology innovations to healthcare providers. And then, you know, especially as a senior director in technology, like what you guys have been doing to overcome these challenges. Yeah. So I think one of the things to um, that, you know, I'd love to, to highlight about what Medical Home Network is doing in, um, you know, we have had to really focus on a proven model of care, right? So we focused on how can we link care coordination to primary care um, and push that at the practice level. And that's really been um, our model. What that means is we're not driving central care coordination. We're really ensuring that the care is delivered um, by the providers within the um, primary care practice setting. Um, we focus on care teams that are hired for the community um, and they for the community and within the community to build the trust with the patients while coordinating the care across sort of all venues and settings. And the reason why I'm talking not about the technology is because it is then that the technology that can um, empower and connect providers and enhance that communication across the health system in service of the patient when we're very clear on, um, you know, what is it that we're solving? We're really trying to organize and empower a model. Um, and so I think at, along the way, you know, that meant we needed to understand and eliminate the barriers and, and break down those silos. And so it really had to start with the people um, and ensuring that we knew who needed this technology. Why did they need the technology? What was the technology? Um, and so we focus on whole person care, which means we really needed to think not only about the medical, but the psychosocial. Um, and we did that through, um, in breaking down the barriers, um, you know, organizing um, a standard uh, screening that it did address the social determinants of health and I and identified the rising risk of the population um, 
and the technology that we were then able to implement to sort of be ahead of that and understand the community, we leverage AI, we incorporated SDOH um, to really identify risk, but not just identifying risk, it's really the rising risks in the patient. So we were very focused on um, helping providers dedicate, uh, devote resources in a productive way so that the patients that needed the support the most were going to get it. And overall, what we've seen if we're focusing the providers, giving them the tools, then we're really actually seeing the results of lower cost and, and better health outcomes. That's really what we wanted to do. Through technology, you know, I think this wasn't for us about let's go build this piece of technology because it's sort of the buzz and it's really, we know it's going to help. We really focused on why and organizing ourselves to drive the technology and the data to be powered um, to put to real use to make real change and impact the population. That makes sense. So, so Laura, you mentioned about the community angle, and uh, um, you know, so please elaborate more about you know what is really a community and uh, how is it different when you say building the solutions, integrating communities, uh, when you could have said individuals or organizations. So, what's this community angle all about? And how does this help? Yeah, I, I think it comes with our foundation of whole person. We needed to understand the people in the community, and that's what mattered most to us. So we we wanted to look beyond just the medical facilities that we know about where care is delivered, the FQHCs, which is very important to our model, um, the hospitals in which the patients um, seek care at. We really wanted to go a little bit further and understand the neighborhood. That meant we needed to think about what resources, what is that experience like um, for the patient um, <clears throat> or the member of the community? It was about the people. Um, what are What is in their community? What resources do they have access to or not? Uh, what community-based organizations will matter for us to sync and connect with? Um, and connecting and communicating and collaborating was fundamental um, to the success of driving change. And one of the, the things I want to talk about around that community, um, and, and it ties back to parts of our conversation earlier, what is the problem we're solving? Well, we realized that a lot of activity is happening in all these different places, um, and providers do not always have access to complete information or usable data on their patients at the point of care. And, you know, not surprisingly in healthcare, siloed data and disjointed data remains an issue. And so to address that problem and really invest more in our community of, of, of patients and providers, we started to reimagine what that experience needed to look like. So we knew that the primary care physicians really did not want to see all of the data. It was overwhelming. You know, they, they only wanted to see the top important pieces of information um, and we, um, much like you would see uh, on a baseball card uh, of your favorite player, um, and providers also, you know, didn't want to dig and cycle through various records in different places to figure out what was happening on the patient. Um, so we created a baseball card for the patient, and we took oh, the time to, yeah, and that's what we did. 
And that's why it was sort of like, how do we get this information available? Um, but we wanted to think about the provider as well. So we organized the disparate sources of data that are not otherwise in the EMR, what's happening in the community, um, what activities outside of their um, facilities. And we put them into a brief summary that was actionable for the primary care provider at the time of the patient interaction. And so the data elements that I'm talking about was absolutely the real-time hospital utilization, the artificial intelligence risk score, stratification, medication, adherence. Um, we really added um, analytics and, and intelligence to the information um, so that they could see, you know, are the patients, you know, what are they, not only are they prescribed this, but what are they actually taking? What is the percent days covered? Um, and then we pull in medical and behavioral claims or any activity or communication happening um, in from the community uh, organizations. And then we actually integrate that into the electronic medical records. Um, and the reason for doing that and pushing that into the EMR is, you know, again, where I started the conversation, the end result for us was about right data, right time, right place. And in the moment at the point of care with the patient that's in the EMR for the provider. So that was, um, that's kind of how we tried to embrace and pull pieces of information and technology together to think about our community as a whole. Right. In fact, uh, good that you touched upon the baseball card concept. So I really wanted to talk more about it because I saw that is one of the uh, recent big initiatives from you guys. So um, tell us more about like what's the background behind launching it and you know what has been the initial reaction with the end users and how it has been helping with the whole mission? Yeah, I mean, it really started with that simple problem of, again, I said simple, but it's healthcare. What I what I really, really meant is that, you know, it, it, the, the complexity is, you know, there's not a lot of access to information. And when we started to really understand how much was happening and all the coordination that was occurring, um, we really looked outside to think what is the best way that we can um, bring this information in. A little bit about how that needed to appear. It, the baseball card data needed to be dynamic. So for this to be a part um, within the provider's workflow, we needed to, to lead that workflow. Um, and it was important that this information um, was in the workflow so that we could understand how the patient was interacting with the rest of the health system. Um, in order to do that um, in an effective way in terms of implementing, you know, one of the things I will, I will just say is that we are a clinically integrated network of providers, which means every provider system, FQHC, is on a different health record, a different electronic medical record. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them... Um, with these various types, um, you know, we had to look at what are their technical capabilities. They do not all have the same, but we really wanted to continue to deliver something that worked for them. Um, so we had to look at the entire solution um, uh, and think about what was the easiest path forward um, to implement it. It's always that last part, um, whether they had technical resources or not, we really needed to make sure that we were clear um, in mapping this information within um, the appropriate workflow in the EMR in, in a place that was trusted by the provider. Okay, cool, cool. So um, 
So every user in the system today has a baseball card or has it been released like within phases? Like how, what's the status today? Because it launched, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, you know, we um, run several different national programs with, so we're, uh, we started our journey um, in Medicaid in Cook County. That was where we really um, started to drive impact around a population. Um, we have journeyed out, um, I said, into different um, um, nationals, different states um, with our Medicare strategy. And um, have continued to make this as an offering for all patients um, within our reach or um, uh, Medicaid ACO. So this is something that we bring forward. Um, you know, what takes time is um, is organizing and getting access to the information. And once that's in place, we then um, first offer um, the visibility of that information within our um, care management application, which we call MHN Connect. And that is the tool um, that is um, a, uh, it is a NCQA certified tool that works outside of the EMR to organize um, the population to drive the various care management activities. And so we push that first available to the care teams um, that are coordinating the care. But those individuals accessing the baseball card in the application are not necessarily the primary primary care provider. So once we sort of create the pathway for um, the care coordinators or care managers, which sometimes could be licensed or unlicensed individuals, we then start to partner with them to understand what could be that pathway for it to better connect and communicate with their own primary care physicians um, for the patient. And then we begin um, the pathway to um, assess what sort of mechanism or API push we can leverage. We do look at leveraging what is existing and available um, so that um, it can be reachable for all providers. So we're pushing that data in um, according to what is accessible or uh, allowable by that particular EMR. Okay, cool. So like, uh, you know, like baseball card, for example, has been one innovation. And I really like the fact, like you pointed out, like you sit on the problem and then you guys, you know, at MN, MHN, you have a process that how you basically, um, you know, what are the possible solutions? And then try to figure out the simplest of the solutions that are really effective. So my question, <laughs> next question is, to know somewhat more about the innovations that are happening at MHN. Would you like to talk about things that you guys are looking forward to uh, to release in 2023 and beyond and the technology play there? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think we, um, you know, we, we have been pioneering in leveraging AI um, and incorporating SDOH. Um, so that we're, you know, ultimately continuing to um, to continue to drive the results through um, opportunities with data. And so I think there's always more that we're we are focused on doing with that. I also think we um, we, you know, often as data is coming in, um, drive specific points in time of information. And one of the things that we are doing is sort of pushing the boundaries and um, and, and really looking at all of the pieces to contribute um, to the model so that 
um, we are capturing some of the unstructured things in the process too, right? That's really where we start to see um, uh, what's really happening. You know, what are those notes? But we're looking at it in a way that allows us to um, really advance the AI um, and and really focus on what areas of the population, um, you know, what disease states um, need um, additional assistance or need help. So I think ultimately where our innovation, you know, is going is really continuing to leverage our existing um, expertise um, and, and, and bringing this more nationally to other different types of um, uh, programs around ACO reach and, and Medicare. So I think we're going a lot deeper with the work we've been doing um, that we really see these proven results from around care coordination and primary care. So Lola, you know, as we are in the podcast, Health Tech with Purpose, so tell us more about your purpose individually, personally, like what you look, look up to when you, you know, wake up every day or what keeps you awake at night and, you know, keeps you moving. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think we, um, I think for, for everyone, you know, I think ensuring a strong foundation is, is critical. Um, you know, we, we often want to jump to uh, start to use the different, you know, use fire, use all of these different standards um, because we want to learn and we want to bring it forward. But I think what will allow us to really adopt to the ONC standards that are coming on are really, um, you know, something that, you know, we're really passionate about is being able to, um, to to really focus on data governance to solve some of the data sharing issues that we see, um, particularly around, um, you know, the primary care FQHCs and the community so that we can address freely sharing social determinants of health, um, particularly when we see provider plan or plans are unable to share that information because they're bound to limitations like minimum necessary in an organizational policies and procedures. And so we really try to focus on while we're delivering the technology that we're really thoughtful about how can we continue to eliminate the barriers around sharing data, um, around um, being able to adopt the standards. And I think what that comes from is remembering um, the strong foundation. Um, and, it, and it's sort of a little bit, you know, medical home network, you know, we're really constantly sort of building these these houses and neighborhoods and engaging, you know, is, is just a, as a parallel here. Um, and, and that be, the way that we're able to leverage our deep expertise and move nationally in this model is because we're focusing on our foundation. We're thinking along the way. It's not just about the technology. It's about the governance. It's about the process, the process, the people, um, the value, value-based care. What does it really take? And I think um, systematically, the building block for system transformation. It's not one thing, but it's how in the aggregate we weave these pieces together to drive um, change and success. Right. So let's ensure a strong foundation for all, for the patient. Right, right. In fact, yeah. a lot of one thing I could not, uh, um, you know, avoid noticing is that, you know, right when you started your career, it has always 
been with MHN. So, you know, and to, in today's world, many times we see, you know, people jumping ships, you know, uh, for growth, for prosperity, for purpose as well. So, you know, as a uh, senior executive, um, you know, how MHN has helped you fulfill your goals and, uh, uh, you know, like uh, what has helped with this longevity and consistency? Well, I think the, the thing is that, so I started um, my journey, as you stated, right around when the organization was founded. Um, and when you commit to something so big as improving care delivery, um, it takes time. And, um, you know, solving Patient. problems, solving problems that affect people take time. Um medical home network has given me that time um, because I'm able to continue to see the results. So if I'm working on a particular component um, of, of technology um, or, or, you know, thinking about easy access to data or um, really how are we thinking about how interoperability can benefit the patients and the providers, you know, these things take time and I've been able to see the results firsthand um, through um, through the impacts that MHN has made of, across um, the industry. Um, and so that's sort of, you know, that foundation, um, you know, we, I, I am here because we are pioneers and we are innovators and we've been doing that since 09 and that's why I've continued to stay. So um, I think the other thing that, um, in that work is we've really expanded our mission um, and the impact be, to be able to do this great work, um, um, you know, moving from my roots in Chicago to impact nationwide to Medicare using that same MHN model and approach um, powered by technology is really incredible to be able to bring this to new communities um, um, because I'm really committed to healthier communities. And, and that's um, something that MHN has given me. Great. We've been talking to you, Lorna, today, and thank you so much for opening your heart and sharing with us, you know, all the insights and helping all our viewers learn a lot more, a bit more about healthcare from whatever they were doing. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity.